Serena, the author of First Ladies of Disco. And the book was a wonderful experience for me to write. I accomplished what I set out to do. I wanted to learn more about these women. I wanted to find out who they were, what their lives were all about, and how they felt about their, their careers and their music at this stage of their life. And I found it was very interesting to me. I found that they were a remarkably positive group of women. Despite some of the setbacks that they have had in their lives or some of the inequities in their careers, they were very, very humble, very proud of what they did, and no chips on the shoulders or anything like that. They were very, very positive women, and they remain that way today. And many of them are still active and performing and recording. And it was very inspiring to me. I thought they were a remarkably classy and intelligent group of performers. And the dimension that I got from them was much deeper than I expected to get speaking with them. So it was quite a revelation to me, and I enjoyed it very much.
Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, captain, and DJ of the Underground Experience here in Los Angeles. It's a nice day today, and uh, I'm feeling really, really good. I'm very excited about today's show. Um, I was scanning the social network as I do, and I came upon this little teeny weeny tiny ad on the side of uh, Facebook. And it said the first ladies of disco. I was like, hmm, what's that all about? You know, because I'm an old club kid from way back in New York. And, of course, that would catch my eye. And I saw the title. It said first ladies of disco. I was like, wow. It's 29 stars discussing the era and their singing careers. And then I wanted to know a little bit more. So I clicked on the ad and reached out to the uh, author of the book. His name is James Arena. And he is no newbie to the industry. He is the author of Fright Night on Channel 9, which was published in 2011. And it was an extensive study of New York's WOR-TV's horror film programming. He also worked 19 years for the direct marketing division of Bertelsmann BMG Direct Columbia House, now owned by Direct Brands, Inc. And he was the editor of The Street, a music magazine published by the East Coast Record World Retail Chain. And I have him on the line with me right now. How you doing, James? I'm doing very good. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, this is quite an undertaking, sir. <laughs> what yes, gave you the was, notion? Uh, <laughs> it was quite an undertaking. Uh, I actually didn't realize how big it was going to become when I started it. I originally had intended to... Just do, uh, I guess, what you would call a biography of just one artist, and uh, I got a bit sidetracked when that <laughs> artist unfortunately passed away, oh. and yeah, her name was Andrea True. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we all love her for more and more and more. Yes. But uh, I had hoped to do a whole book about her. Oh. But that didn't work out. And then I started to realize that there was a need to get the story of these women uh, published because sure. uh, we're all getting older and, oh, yeah. and time is marching on. Oh, yeah. And it's, they're treasures and they're still here. Whoever's here, we need to know what the, what's going on with them. I mean, you have quite, quite a list here, though. I'm just going to read off these names you sent me. I mean, you had, like you said, Andrea True. So I'm sure you should have a little bit about her story, of course, in the book. Yes, I and, did. And as far as Andrea went, I did, uh, was able to speak to her producers and other people that were related to her, yes. Mm-hmm. You also have Claudia Barry, who is a favorite of mine. They're all favorites, but I'm going to just read them. Patty Brooks, Mikhail Brown, Linda Clifford, Carol Douglas, The Ritchie Family. Yvonne Elliman, First Choice with Rochelle Fleming, Gloria Gaynor, Madeline Kane, Evelyn Champagne King, Audrey Landers, Susie Lane, Cynthia Manley of the Boys Town Gang, Kelly Marie, Maxine Nightingale, Sherry Payne, who I know very well, Wardell Piper, Debbie Jacobs Rock, Ecstasy, Passion, and Pain with Barbara Roy, Pamela Stanley, Evelyn Thomas, Jeannie Tracy, Anita Ward, Martha Wash, Carol Williams, Jessica Williams, Norma Jean Wright. I think I need a nap. <laughs> Actually, if that list doesn't wake you up, I don't know what would. <laughs> My goodness. And then you have some commentary from British dance music diva Hazel Dean, TSR Records founder Tom Hayden, Famed remixer Rick Giannotas. How you say Giannotas? Giannotas? Uh, Giannotos. 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 He's Greek. Uh -huh. Greek. The Greek ones always give you the problems. Tom Multon. The Village People's Felipe Rose, the Indian. I love the Indian. <laughs> and Grammy-nominated <laughs> producer does. Michael Zager and many more. What a kaleidoscope of talent you have here. Well, thank you. Yes, I'm very proud of it myself. <laughs> Oh, 
you from originally? Uh, I grew up on Long Island, mm -hmm. and uh, I've been living in New York my whole life. Uh-huh. And when you were a young man, was music, like, at the top, were you a music enthusiast? I was, yes. I, ironically, I, I did enjoy music, and I loved disco music. I did not love any kind of music until I heard disco music in 1977. Uh, I was waiting for a horror film, actually, to come on TV, <laughs> and it was postponed for half an hour for a show called Disco 77. Oh. And <laughs> I watched this show, and I was completely hypnotized by the music. I thought it was so incredible, and I became hooked on disco. And that, you know, just stayed with me my entire life. I just loved the music. It evolved into dance music later on, but it's all the same, basically. Mm. So did you ever DJ or anything like that? No. What, what makes my uh, story even <laughs> more bizarre is the fact that I really did not enjoy going to clubs at all. I was no. not a, a, that type of person. I really just had a very profound love for the music. Mm. I would listen to it at home, on the radio, in the car, anywhere I could. But I did not go out or, uh, you know, seek it out in nightclubs or things like that. Hmm. Wow. So you you just... I know, you, that's kind of weird. But it is. <laughs> Especially being a New Yorker. You know. True, true. I mean, I did go out to clubs occasionally with friends, but it was not my uh, big thing, you know. It wasn't something that I was actively uh, seeking to do, despite loving the music so much. Hmm. So all of your schooling was in New York as well. Did you study music in school at all? No, 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 no formal study of music at all. But uh, my schooling was in New York. I went to uh, CW Post on Long Island oh, yeah. College. Oh yeah, out by the. Is that near Roosevelt Field? Um, it's in the general oh, area. Sanity. It's not too far <laughs> from there. Okay. And any anyone in your family in the industry of music? No, not a, not a soul. Not at all. It's a very uh, bizarre link that I have to this music. Uh, it's it, You really can't trace it to anything. It's just something that's been a part of me since I discovered it. Hmm. All righty then. All right, well, let's just take a little break here, and um, let, I want the listeners to get grab a pencil and paper and, you know, jot down some of this, because I'm sure you got some goodies coming. I sure do. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a break. Stand up, stretch your legs, and grab a beverage, and come on back for some more with Uncle Earl, James Arena, and the Underground Experience. Magic Image Hollywood Magazine wants you to reach audiences on their heavily visited website and print publication. This is a very unique opportunity to advertise in a magazine that is strategically placed on newsstands and mailed to thousands of readers. Chamber members will receive 50% off for advertising with Magic Image Hollywood Magazine. Contact info at magicimagemagazine.com or visit www.magicimagemagazine.com. This is GUGG, and you're tuned in with Uncle Earl on the Underground Experience Radio Show. Keep it locked. Thank you. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain DJ. We are back, and uh, I want to play a little game right now. Jim, you can't play, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Who was the first person who came to national attention as a lead vocalist for a multi-platinum recording group? Who has worked with Madonna, Luther Vandross, Aretha Franklin, and CC Music Factory, among others? Well, I have the lead vocalist of multi-platinum recording group, Chic, Miss Norma Jean Right, she just happened to call in. How you doing, Norma? Hi, Uncle Earl. How are you? I am doing oh very well. Feeling blessed and highly favored now that you're here. All right, now. I like that. <laughs> Truth be told. <laughs> I like that. All right. How, how, how's New York today? New York, you know what? We've had some beautiful weather for the last three days, which has been something that we have been just waiting for. It's warm, at least. Mm. That's great, and I'm a little oh, homesick. I got to get back home. I hear you. We haven't <laughs> seen you in a while. Yeah, you? it's been a minute, but but it's all good. It's always in my heart. I'm so excited that you're here because Jim and I have been talking about his book, First Ladies of Disco, and it's amazing <laughs> the people that he has gathered together, and you are an amazing addition to this. How was the experience for you? When, when he first called you, how, how did you feel? I felt honored to be in the category of the first ladies of disco, mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of trailblazers mm. in that group, and yes. for him to include me in the group, I just felt like, oh, right, I love it. <laughs> well, you are a trailblazer. You had people up on the floor for hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Trust me, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we had some, no pun intended, we had some good times. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing fine. I'm thrilled that Norma Jean was in the book. It, I can't imagine not having her in I it. I so know. It was, uh, it was that, a privilege. When you first met, did you have any idea of how you were proceed with this? Was it easy? With my chapter in the book? Yes. Just, I think, Jim, you, you would be best to answer that. Well, when I approached Norma, I knew that she had been the lead singer of Sheep from their very beginning. And those were very crucial, important releases and very uh, crucial years. What Norma tells me about her life and what went on during that time was very surprising to me. There was a lot of stuff I did not know about at all. And I was thrilled by that because I think it's going to be very interesting for readers to learn what was actually happening and Mm. what her experiences were like. And I think it's true for all of the artists. They're going to be very different than what you might expect. So Mm -hmm. I think it'll be fascinating when you hear what Norma has to say. Wonderful to speak to. She was very forthcoming Mm. and just a a delight to speak to. I grew up in in Ohio, a 
small town about 25 miles west of Cleveland prior to coming to moving to New York because I knew I wanted to sing by the time I was like seven years old. <laughs> and then my sister and I started singing, you know, where many mm. African American singers start is in church. Mm, yeah. Church That's choir. Right. And so mm-hmm. from there, by the time I was like 15, I was on the road with a, uh, it was a group of us, it was three, and we were all minors. But one of the uh, one of the girls, well, her name was Montella Young, her mother was our chaperone. Uh-huh. We performed with her uncle, who was very, very well, well known in Midwest. And wow. we did clubs and lounges, and we were singing Aretha songs hmm. and Gladys Knight. Hmm. And I had decided. Again, by the time I was like 15, I was planning to move to New York to mm. pursue my career after high school mm-hmm. to, to yes. move to New York and really pursue my dream to, to try and be this singer. Yes. But then my father convinced me, you need to have something to fall back on. So I was <laughs> to Ohio State, got that little, got that little liberal arts okay. degree, <laughs> and, and headed to New York. I didn't even... I didn't even march. My father didn't even think I graduated. And I didn't march. And he's like, you didn't make it. And I'm like, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. I marched to New York. I ain't got okay. time for marching. But, but, but I knew that. And then I, once I, you know, arrived, and I didn't mm. really know anyone. Mm. But I ended up meeting uh, someone who became my best friend, and she still is today, is Lene Davis. And she knew Niall and Bernard because she's an actress. Yes. She had been doing gigs with them, and she knew that they were forming this group and had these original songs that they were looking for a lead voice wow. in demo. Mm. Like everybody dance, yes. you know, falling in love with you. So basically, that's the backdrop. Wow. Itself. And I came here and met Lucy Martin. I was working with another group mm-hmm. here in New York, a local group called ESP. She was the other singer. Mm-hmm. I became, after I auditioned, so I worked with them, met Lucy, and then once I was introduced to Niall and Bernard, I auditioned for them and started demoing these songs, which was Everybody Dance. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and they just had these plans to have this amazing group that they wanted as fashion forward, and they thought that I would fit. For the you know that voice that's, and the visual, they had an image yes. in mind. So that's how it happened. Yeah. And I was probably in New York maybe to nine months. It took that oh, almost a year, I think. And our album was out. It just was really. I you was know, blessed. and that's really a drop blessed. in the hat in the in the spectrum of time. That's amazing. I know, that's right. <laughs> I was singing. It was not about, you know, but 
There was no vocoder back then, nothing to help you out. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Luther was working with them and helping with the vocals, so I met Luther, who to me was the mm. vocalist. So that's basically it in a nutshell, how wow. it came about. That's great, and it's amazing that you've done all that, and you're a writer and producer as well. Well, mm. I, I was always loved songwriting. Mm. I think songwriting was after singing mm. my second biggest passion. And now I would almost sit so like hand in hand. It's something that I've always enjoyed doing as well. So. Jim, how you doing? I'm good. You're in, <laughs> you know all this already. Yeah. I wanted to say that one of the reasons that uh, Norma is so fascinating and so great for the book is that she is so active today. She's still accomplishing things. She's still working hard. And I think that makes her a, a very appealing personality and very dynamic. So she's Wonderful. a very good person to have in this Amazing. Book. You know what? What I have to, to really thank Jim for doing this book, for taking the time to acknowledge so many of the women that are in this book, because a lot of them, I mean, they have this show on TV One called Unsolved, and these are women that some of them have have done even far more than I've done, Mm. and they haven't been given their, their trophy in the sunset, so this book will introduce a lot of people I'm very excited about it, and I found it by accident, and I'm so glad of it because he, I feel that he's a soldier here on he this is. show trying to keep you know, our, our history and our past alive and the people who were before yeah. us, you know, because here today, going yeah. tomorrow in this cookie-cutter industry that we're in, you know, we have to respect and revive the industry in the positive way, and I, I can't wait to see what this book is going to do for you guys and Jim and the world because it's needed. It really is. Just the history in itself. I know that I'm still in, in Europe a lot because mm. I'm still performing. Mm-hmm. Lucy Martin, I perform as the former vocalist. And also Alpha Anderson, we're working on a project together. But there's a re-emergence I've seen in Europe where it's, they call it new disco, but it's pretty much mm. a lot of it is just that music. Yes. Back in the day, some of the samples and some of it they've gone in and re-recorded, but it was really good music. Mm-hmm. And what's know? really and, real. Yeah, and with that disco stuff, they yes. tried to wipe it out. But when it's good, you can't wipe it out. Yeah, okay. As the kids say, when it's the truth, right. you can't erase the truth. Exactly. And that music really, oh, it's good, and it's still standing today. So right. I'm really happy that Jim has. Yeah, it's like the Beatles said, when I find myself in times of trouble... We go to disco. I'm telling you. <laughs> and we are in trouble in the world. And we need you now. Hey, we need what? you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Go. Go <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much, Norma Jean, for this, this surprise call. I really appreciate it. And don't be surprised if you look up in the audience one day and Uncle Earl is waving a banner. Uncle Earl, here. <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to okay. mess you up, but I'm going to let you know I'm there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much. Jim, hold on one second, okay? You're Thank you okay, so bye much, bye Norma. Bye. Have a wonderful, Thank blessed you. day. And likewise, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. She is amazing, Jim. Thank you so much. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. You don't want to miss any more. There's much more coming. See ya. <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Norm Adams, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl on KLED Live.
We're back, and I hope you are too. This is Uncle Earl here on the Underground Experience, and I'm speaking with author James Arena, First Ladies of Disco. How you doing, James? I'm doing great. Yes, I'm still very excited about this. So now, I want to go back to how you actually began this journey. The book started for me as a project that I had been thinking about doing for a number of years, but I just never sat down to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why I chose the moment I did, but I had been thinking that it would be great to do the story of Andrea True. Mm -hmm. She she was, uh, in the 70s, a a well-known porno film star and <laughs> pop singer yes. and I thought she had a fascinating story and mm. I, I spent several months trying to track her down with very little success mm. and then just just about when I had uh, reached somebody who could put me in touch with her she passed away mm. and that kind of clicked with me I started to think well there's a lot of uh, women who sang great music from the disco era, yeah. and not too many people know their stories. And then I thought, well, maybe this is the opportunity to put a whole book together that would bring all of these women together in one book mm-hmm. and tell some of their stories. And I think it will be fascinating for people because they are such unknown entities for the yes. most part. Yes, and and like you said, uh, you know, it, everyone's aging and getting older now, and we're losing them daily. You know, so. We need to recognize people while they're alive as opposed to saying, oh, they were great when they were here. Why can't we recognize people while they're still here? Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I I think that's so unfortunate when we start to praise these people after they're gone, Mm -hmm. and it really doesn't matter when they're gone. Mm -hmm. It's important to tell them when they're here how much we appreciated their work. And I think this book uh, goes to uh, quite a a bit of length to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, could you kind of give me a timeline of who you contacted after Andrea? Do you have that available? I do. I know exactly how it went. Uh, I really owe the success of this book initially to two women that are in it. Mm -hmm. Linda Clifford was the first artist that I interviewed for the book, and she was wonderful. It was an incredibly informative and just a delightful interview. And I asked her if she would tell her other associates, fellow singers, Mm -hmm. that I was working on this book and if she would recommend me to them. Mm -hmm. And she did do that. She sent out an email to all of her friends and I started to get inundated with uh, (laughs) requests to be in the book. Wow. And they just really opened the door for me and I, I was so thrilled by that. 
And the other uh, fine, fine performer who also helped me was Jeannie Tracy. Mm. She connected me with a great deal of uh, wonderful people to mm. this book. And those two ladies were quite instrumental in getting it off the ground. I'm a club kid from way back. And I was hanging out at Paradise Garage and the Tunnel and Save the Robots and Dance Terrier and all those places. And, you know, Runaway Love from Linda Clifford and, you know, Jeannie Tracy. Wow. It, it just takes me all the way back. All the way back. degrees and sweet hollywood roosevelt hotel and sweet candy llc presents sweet deal featuring all american classics their sweet deal includes their signature burger and sweet shake for twenty dollars sweet deal is available on their number one two three and four burgers and non-alcoholic sweet shakes this cannot be combined with any other offers pricing and availability subject to change not available for takeout 25 Degrees is located in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel at 7000 Hollywood Boulevard. This is Leo DJ Angel, and you are listening to the underground experience of Uncle Earl.
about how did you reach the people who are in Europe? I mean, that must have been a big feat. Uh, initially, I was thinking that most of the people I would reach for this book would be in the United States. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the book was originally going to be called America's First the Ladies of Disco. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started to think about that a little bit, and I, and I thought it was really unfair to exclude some of the British uh, singers that had been so instrumental. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In the beginning years. So it just managed to expand overseas, which I'm very happy that it did. Who was the most interesting interview in America? And who was the most interesting interview in the UK? One of I know there are many. (laughs) I'll preface my statement by saying they're all fascinating. I think that goes without saying. Yes. Uh, There's a couple of interviews that that really stood out for me. Mm. Uh, I was quite happy to have gotten an interview with Madeline Kane. Madeline has not spoken uh, to the (laughs) press in I think about 25 years. Wow. Wow. So it was very very special that she agreed to do that for Mm. me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was quite fascinating to speak to her. Glory Gaynor was amazing. Audrey Landers was extremely interesting. Mm -hmm. She appeared on the television show Dallas in the 80s. Yes. And yet not many people knew she had a recording career overseas in Europe Mm -hmm. and a number of dance hits over there. So it was quite fascinating to speak to her as well. In the UK, I would say Michael Brown was uh, certainly one of the most interesting. Mm -hmm. Her song, uh, her big hit was So Many Men, So Little Time. Yes, 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 yes. It was always <laughs> interesting to hear her discuss how that song came about. I bet. <laughs> some good food news for you. I want you to run on down to Issa Ramen Bar at 740 Southwestern Avenue in Los Angeles. They have special ramen, fresh sushi, delicious and tasty appetizers to soothe any palate. They have lunch specials from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily for only $6.99 and dinner specials from $12.99. Alcohol it's 50% off from 3 to 8 p.m. Now, who could ask for anything more? So I want you to get yourself on down to Issa Ramen Bar at 740 Southwestern Avenue. That's 740 Southwestern Avenue. Telephone number 213-382-9020. I want to see you there. Ciao. <laughs> Tell them Uncle Earl sent you. There were fascinating singers throughout this whole book. Uh, Cynthia Manley probably is the most, how shall I say, graphic of any of the people that commented in the book. All right. She really did not hold back at all. Uh, And it's quite fascinating. She's very honest and very amusing. So I think a lot of people will enjoy her chapter as well. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting, too, is that you have the discussions with the people on the other side of the business, like producers and mixers, and what was there a vast difference between the conversations, or were they pretty much the same? Like, say, for instance, between Tom Moulton and Michael Zager, you know, people like that, as opposed uh, to speaking to the artist. There was a difference in, in the fact that they were 
they were looking at their at the women more objectively. Mm. The women were telling me their stories and their opinions about their lives mm. from their own perspective. The other individuals that offer commentary are looking at those women from the outside. And so their perspectives are often very diverse and, and very interesting. I would say that it's just offering these other viewpoints from people that were in the industry gives a little more dimension to mm. the whole industry. Mm -hmm. I think they have a perspective that uh, is different from the singer's point mm -hmm. of view. Mm -hmm. Alrighty then, well, I think that's another earful. So I think we need to take a little break. What do you say? That sounds like a yeah. nice drink of water break. Alrighty, <laughs> and we'll give a little taste of music. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy. See if you can guess who this is. <laughs> sold. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> and I mean, James, this, oh yeah, I mean, it's so exciting. I mean, I know it's new and you're trying to get the book out, but you know what? I'm just going to put it out to universe. I see movie. It's interesting that that has been in the back of my head. I think it would make a wonderful documentary. Oh, yeah. I know there's uh, a lot of uh, programs like that out there on the market, like Unsung. Yeah, but no, but this is special. This is different. This is a collective. It's not like a one-off or, a, you know, it, this is this is really juicy. And I'd like to point out that uh, it's also not just about the era, although that is important and it is, of course, addressed in the book, but it's about these women individually mm -hmm. and their, their souls, really. Mm -hmm. And I don't think up until now anybody's bothered to really ask too many of these women what they thought about things. Mm -hmm. It's always about what did they think about the clubs and what did they mm -hmm. think about the disco era, mm -hmm. but not what they themselves thought of their own music and their own contributions. Right. That's, that's why I'm saying there's so many dimensions to this and it would make for good 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 watching i mean the documentary sounds great and i hope all that is possible comes out of this for you and i'd love for you to keep me abreast of what's going on oh, i'd be very happy to
you have any other projects on the table or in your mind for the future? Oh, I'm well <laughs> well into the second volume of the book, oh. working on uh, another book called Original Legends of Disco. Oh. That's the title of it at this point. Okay. And I plan to interview more women and more men uh, that were involved in the, the original disco era. Wow. You got your hands full. <laughs> I do, I do, but I enjoy it. It's, a, it's truly, you know, it's kind of corny to say a labor of love, but I really enjoy it, and I feel uh, blessed that I have the opportunity to do it. I thank you, and I'm sure the ladies appreciate you honoring them like this. This is this is incredible. What does James do to just relax? He works so <laughs> well, hard. Be, uh, <laughs> if I said listen to dance music, that would probably come off as a little bit uh, ridiculous, but, uh, but uh, you know, I try to keep busy. I certainly do other things as well. I'm very active. I try to uh, in the gym quite a bit and mm. outdoors quite a bit. Uh, I love movies. I listen to quite a bit of music. And I just uh, try to keep myself balanced and grounded and always moving forward. I think it's very important to have a very positive and very strong yes attitude about life. And, and, he, and I can walk proudly and say, you know, I... I had the idea to do this book, and I made it happen, and I'm very, very pleased with that, and I'm very happy that it's been so well received. Well, kudos to you, my friend. I, thank I'm, you. I'm so happy, and I thank you for taking this time with me. And um, I look forward to everything you have to offer in the future, and please do keep in touch with Uncle Earl. All right? Thank you. All I right. I will. All right. Oh. You can get it on Amazon, and any uh, major book retailer will carry it. Great. Now, is there a website you can give me for the listeners? Right now, the uh, current website we're operating off of is on Facebook. And if you look up the First Ladies of Disco, the book, on Facebook, you'll find us. And I welcome anyone to join and see what's going on there. All righty then. Well, I wish you a wonderful, blessed day, my friend. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your attention to the subject. It's you, most welcome. You are most welcome. All right, take care. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Okay, ciao now. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes, hot off the press, that was James Arena with First Ladies of Disco. There'll be more right after this. He's got the potion and the motion. When I'm feeling love, when my love starts to flow. He's got the power in the He's the reason why my face is all above. Just one kiss me lips is like taking vitamin D. Experience that.